0: Fifty-plus years ago, I was entering the University of Alabama. I didn't know anybody. I mean, not a soul. I chose the school because it was first alphabetically, and I didn't want to write to any others because second on the list was the University of Alaska. But into my freshman year, I met Bud. His real name is Ralph. And the reason I even knew Ralph is because he used to stand outside the door of my French class waiting for another girl. Yes, and he would carry her books, and they would chat, and he'd always say hi, and he seemed friendly. And he had a cute little fro, and he had his onk, which is a Egyptian cross, I guess you could say, in his army jacket, his sandals. He was a hippie, those striped bell bottoms. And so one day, someone had set up a blind date between me and my roommate and Bud and his roommate. And when they came to our university, And they had to call on us back in the old days, so they had to stay downstairs and wait for us. And when the door of the elevator opened up, there was George and Bud. George was about six feet two and real thin, and my roommate, Drucy, liked him. And I immediately said, I know you and Bud and I have been together ever since. I loved his first look because I wanted to be a hippie. I loved that he was fun, that he was calm. He was everything opposite from me. And don't you know, they say opposites attract. And yet the other side of it was, I couldn't believe that anybody could love me. For the first 18 years of my life, well, at least my last five of those 18 years, I had been mean. I had been angry. I had been extremely overweight and didn't fit in with my family or the school where I was. So I thought those were self-imposed chains and bars that I placed on myself. Nobody else did. My family said that they still loved me. They also had taken me to psychiatrists and counselors, but Now I was off on my own, and I thought, I'm going to be so happy when I get away from here. And I got to the University of Alabama, and I felt all alone for the first time in my life. I missed my family, and I didn't have any dates. I had one guy that asked me out to a dance, and I didn't have any dance clothes, and I wasn't the sorority type. So anyway, this particular night on our first blind date, I guess it wasn't so blind because I knew he, who he was and he had seen me as well. And I thought he's not going to like me because I'm so fat and I was 100 pounds overweight. But he said the moment we started talking, it's as if God told him, this is the woman for you. And I don't know why, it had to be God, because I tried everything I could to run him off, just like I had all of the other guys I'd been with. I was mean to him, I lied to him, I was deceitful, I would make up stories, I was semi-really needing, well, I won't say semi, I'll say I really did need professional help, and my parents had taken me to a psychiatrist. I had seen the one at the university. I knew what it was. I hated myself because I was so angry and so fat and so mean, and it was all about me, 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 me. That's all I could think about. Me, poor Debbie. Everybody hates me. Everybody picks on me. What am I gonna do? Nobody loves me. And the opposite was true. People did love me. My friends even today that I have been friends with for all those years said they just thought I was hilarious and funny, and they felt sorry for me because I wasn't happy. But they said, you were smart. You were fun to be around. We loved spending the nights with you, the girls' parties, the overnight funs that we would have. And I guess when I look back on it, there was only one thing that I really lacked. And yeah, you know by now, if you've listened to me, I needed to invite God into my life. I wanted Bud into my life, but Bud couldn't save me. Bud could help me. Bud could love me. But there is no one that could change me like God did. So after 50-plus years, when people ask, of course we tell them all about that, but Bud often recites what my dad did when mom and dad had been married 70 years, and people would ask him, Duke, what is it that keeps you so content in your marriage? He said, well, I love my sweetie. And Judge said, yeah, but give us some advice. What's the best advice you could give us? Just in a couple of words. And Daddy said, two words. Yes, dear. He'd always say that. Yes, dear. It wasn't really like that in their marriage, and it's not really been like that on our part either. But I do believe... That God, back in 1969, pointed out that cute little hippie and that fat little hippie girl that both needed love, and they both needed God. And that's the way the story began. And now, as we're coming upon the 52nd celebration of our first date, which was a Jimi Hendrix concert... Oh, my, 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 my. To go back there seems like an old black and white movie. But there's one thing that we do that keeps us together in the good times and in the bad times. Yes, it's God. Yes, it's prayer. But it's also laughter. We laugh all the time. We're just like two kids. We're like two little puppies rolling around. We're like two kids that never grew up. We listen to the oldies music and dance like we're crazy, and the neighbors all watch us. <laughs> and We took the boat out yesterday. I know for my friends in St. Louis and other parts of the United States that are freezing and cold, we're praying for you, but it's warm here, and that's why we moved to Florida So the importance in a marriage, of course, is love and trust, and I believe opposites attracting. Um, Infidelity, no. Um, Lack of giving, no. Putting yourself first, no. Simply saying, you've got these traits, I've got these traits, my good ones will negate yours and your good ones will negate my old ones, and together we have been in love, in fun, in the good times, in the bad times, in the hard times. They haven't all been easy, I grant you that. But we have learned that laughter is number two. God is number one. And of course. First Corinthians 13, love is patient, love is kind, no envy, not puffed up, not seeking its own, no evil it speaks, but it bears and believes and hopes and endures in all of these things. When I was a child, I acted like a child, but now that I'm grown, I put away these childish things. I know forever I'm a child of the King, but I still know that of faith, hope, And love, the greatest of these is love. So thanks to my sweetie, 52 years next month, and to all of my family and friends, my church family, my Bible study family, my radio family, my past TV and radio families, my school families, all of the teachers I taught with all those years, the 10,000 students that I taught through the years, my life has been full and enriched and blessed because God was there all the time. He was there all the time. He was there all the time. time. Waiting patiently in line. He was there, you got it, all the time. If he hasn't been in your life yet, let today be the day you are forever changed. Just ask him. He'll come in. His name's Jesus. God bless you, my friends. I'm Dr. Pepper, shaking the salt. Thanks for staying on, my friend. If you would like to contact me,